the loss of a music legend and an underrated character actor, some new awesome trailers for Barbie and The Color Purple, we come up with our own Who's Hotter debate and our full spoiler review of the long-awaited The Little Mermaid. (laughs) Welcome to The Madness. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Monday Madness with Morgan and the Machine. How is everybody doing? How are you doing, Morgan? <laughs> oh, I'm doing wonderfully, yes. I thought you were going to use my uh, little, how are we, how are you, how am I, how are they? Well, that's uh, your thing. I'm, I'm not as good situation. as you, you know. I, you I'm, awesome. I'm terrible at these intros, but you forced me to do them, so you know. Well, you're, you're, well I mean, you're the intro guy. You are. You have the nice, lilty accent. You're very smooth. I'm you know, just totally awkward. And now when you go back and watch One Day Madness episodes and it's my intro, they are all totally awkward because I always just rely on Morgan to just, you know, get us started. <laughs> you know, I feel like the word lilty is an insult. I just it is like not. It it's very lyrical and musical. Your, it your, reminds your me way of, of speaking. How one would uh, describe the voice of Edward Everett Horton <laughs> and <laughs> therefore isn't necessarily something okay, you, you maybe want to have <laughs> in a podcasting sense. Could you imagine a podcast hosted um, Edward. by Edward <laughs> Everett Horton? Yes, it'd be the true. most nervous sounding hour of your entire life. That is, Everything that is just true. going, oh dear. Oh, well, I always, no. I think lilty is one of those words I use when I mean like lyrical, maybe. Possibly, because I, so I, I'm I probably using the word wrong. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, and just in general, you are the person who's brought me into this podcasting life. So I always how just rely many years on you. ago? <laughs> I, I am aware, but it's still very. <laughs> I I've just become accustomed to you leading the charge in terms of giving a really great, smooth intro. So now that I'm having to like force myself to do intros, um, I get a little awkward and nervous. But I hope I'm getting better. So. Happy Monday. <laughs> happy Monday, indeed. I uh, I shake my head. Let's listen to the happy Mondays, although let's not do that before we start a show, as we'll get off our heads and start dancing around like lunatics, as people do when they do listen to the happy Mondays. Um, I don't know if I don't know if the happy Mondays mean anything to you, Janine, at all. No, not at all. I'm so no. lost right now. <laughs> Uh, Yes, uh, a band from Manchester who Uh, pioneered acid house raving and things like that. Okay. And basically take a load of pills and get messy in a sweaty club um, type of music. So in the early 90s. Yes. But there you go. I was a little lost, but I found my way back. Okay. Thank you for explaining. That's that's who they (laughs) were Uh, and still are, I suppose. Yes. Um, Anyway. It is Monday Madness. We are excited for today's show. Of yes. course, yes. Um, as you said, I think I think it's it's wise to start with how we like to start when topics such as this come around. Um, I will ask the question actually, which is so Janine, but then I'll just say it myself because I was going about <laughs> saying that anyway. But we have to shout the question so the title card can come on and go. Whew, 
there it is. Yeah. Or there it was like five seconds, ten seconds ago now. Um, if you are watching, <laughs> if, you, if you're not watching, if you're listening, then you have no idea what I'm <laughs> waffling on about. But I think I'll you're stop just waffling. confusing everyone today. Probably. Um, I yes, probably I mean, am. that's Why where the madness... confusing everybody? Why am I confusing everybody? Why are you not confusing everybody with <laughs> lilty voices? Why do I have to be confusing everybody? I was just talking about the Happy Mondays. People yes, I mean, people in Manchester, outside of Manchester, do they know anything about the Happy Mondays? I, I, w I would think so, yes. They were very big at a certain time. Okay, well... They actually was... also made it over to the US, so shush. <laughs> okay, well then I guess I'm just very uneducated. Apologies. Not that I'm a major Happy Mondays <laughs> fan at all. I don't know where this has come from. Anyway. <laughs> that is where the madness, Monday madness comes in. It is. We're off to a great start, so... It is. <laughs> we, we like that. We do yes. like that. But um, we do like to start off episodes that have... A certain topic like this uh, with that certain topic and that is paying our respects to two people that we lost this past week two very notable people i'd say i'd say one incredibly notable person and yes. one perhaps underratedly so like you said notable person um that was ray stevenson yeah the actor who uh, I think most recently, or is, going to show up in Star Wars Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. So I was really excited to see him in that. Uh, so that's really sad. And I want to say I heard that he caught something. So it wasn't like um, Ooh, something that okay. he was dealing with, or, um, you know, it was kind of, he caught something, got sick, and and it just kind of progressed. So it wasn't like um, something that was, you know, kind of in process or anything like that so that's really sad to hear um but yeah i think he was really underrated he was um the punisher in in the he sequel was? he was uh Wolstag in the thor movies uh he was our villain in rrr yes he was a very oh, a gloriously theatrical cartoonish yeah. villain that he was but yes. played and he, really really well and he's great so the fact that he could switch from something like that to to be this kind of cheery you know big guy in in thor movies um yeah uh, i think it just speaks to you know his great character work um i believe he was in that show vikings i didn't watch that show so i'm not sure you know his role in that but um no, I didn't. I didn't watch Vikings either. But yeah, no, a really uh, uh, an underappreciated performer. Someone you always knew would deliver when he showed up. Yeah. In anything, and uh, and a, a decent, you know, a decently horrible loss for yeah. the world of acting. But uh, I think, unfortunately, he, he he's been upstaged this week in terms of sad passings away um, which isn't the right phrase to use at all how can you upstage <laughs> someone in yeah. terms of a death but i guess just uh, notable notableness um in know. terms of notoriety yes absolutely i think because we also lost the wonderful unmatched tina turner yes uh, who was 83 and who was obviously someone that had two separate music careers, really. Yeah. Reinventing herself mm -hmm. in, in, in the 80s and freeing herself. Um, a 
you know, a woman that went through so much horrible hardship in her early life, early career, first marriage, although, you know, hardly much of a marriage if we consider marriages are supposed to be happy affairs, I don't yeah. know. But she completely reinvented herself, becoming the becoming what she's mainly known for. And yes, what all, fought what to keep her name. Always be known for her yeah. fought to keep the name. Yes, I suppose she was given, but the name that she has established in her career um, to move forward and yeah, reinvent herself as the big head strutting around powerhouse rock star that yeah. she was. Yeah. Because no nobody nobody strutted like Tina Turner. Oh I, I know. Like her way. legs were like this kind of uh iconic thing that people would always mention about her. Um yeah, she was and her hair. Like <laughs> you yeah. could just have that hair and show off some legs and everyone would kind of immediately know who you were trying to to reference. Um it is. I think, she, just... I, think, I think actually she's a very easy impression because yeah. all you'd need to do is kind of pop your neck a bit, flick your flick your head back, kind like, of like you know, hunt, do, do the shoulder, <laughs> do, do the shoulder thing, and go yeah. ah, and yes. then it's obviously Tina Turner. Yes, um, but just a very unique that, voice, very much. Yeah. Um, you know, she. I loved that she leaned into this kind of rock and roll alternative edge at moments with her voice and with her sound and with her music um because like i think people don't expect that from black women they expect them to be you know very much a specific genre so when they lean into um a more kind of gritty style i think it's it's always a bit um unique so um yeah she's she's really unmatched in terms of um her style and her and her you know how, how she sounded because i don't think there was yeah, anyone no, that sounded like her nobody did it like her yeah. you know many people have, have done it and continue to do it like themselves but those who try and do something similar come nothing close yeah to, to tina turner nobody did what she did like her because she moved you know she moved from soul singing really into power rock but brought yeah. the soul energy to it. Yeah. So it was always so powerfully sung. I mean, she is the I think she's the probably the number one female artist I can actually feel I'm able to sing along with. Okay. Because I like an all I like a lot, but I can yeah. I can never Sing, like sing properly in that tone, <laughs> you know think about it i can never sing like that but there because perhaps tina turner has the growl to her voice yeah i feel i can do that and private dance is always one that i will turn up all the way in the car put the windows <laughs> down and just belt out no matter who's yeah. around <laughs> Um, I think it's a, it's That's a, a good one. there's obviously many many wonderful songs I mean, oh yeah when i did that Yes, I mean she has, uh, you know, lent her her talent to film as well with Thunderdome and doing the song for that soundtrack, being in the movie, and also and uh, doing Eye, the Golden Eye, yeah. doing the the Bond song. Um, 
the, yeah, I, I remember doing that thing, you know, there's this app where you can look up what song it was the number one song in the charts the day you were born. And mine is uh, what's love got to do with it. So that's always kind of a fun thing to, okay. to, to discover. Um, but yeah, such like a great it. talent. And I feel bad because like all these interviews have kind of popped up with her, of course, obviously. And um, her talking a lot about how she didn't really feel, uh, you know, that she was recognized as much in America. Um, and that's why she kind of went to Europe. And uh, she was able to fill this huge stadium, which was like this big, you know, professional goal of hers. And she doesn't, she never, she never really felt the love as strongly as um, she did in Europe. Like she talks about people would tell her, why don't you go to Vegas? Why don't you perform in Vegas? And she's like, oh, I've been there. And obviously you don't remember it. So what does that tell, tell you? Um, and so she kind of just made her home there in Europe and felt more at home there and, you know, lived with her husband who was younger he even gave her one of um his kidneys because they were failing and yeah. so she was on dialysis for years so she did always kind of have some health things i think that she talked about were like um genetic and stuff like that so um well, she was with him for over 30 years i think yeah mm -hmm. and um i saw yeah i saw an interview her kind of talking about how she didn't want him to do it because you know he was so much younger and she you know was already older and like why would he kind of give that up for her but he was like no i don't want to lose you so you know he helped to kind of keep her around longer and um yeah just it it, it was kind of sucky to see that she kind of felt that way that like you know she wasn't as you know popularized it's because i always knew her to be very big in america and then kind of hearing her side of it um and kind of looking back at it you know um yeah but uh you know i think i think that was for a reason you know yeah. she felt that way for a reason i don't think she felt that way for because, you know, because nothing yeah. had happened i feel like she yeah. felt that way because i don't know j jokes were made or things were caricatured or perhaps ike got more of a fair shot in the u.s i don't know i, yeah. I really don't know but obviously she did leave a she, legacy behind and um angela bassett what, said some great things about her obviously yeah. and um talks about kind of what that tina really praised that performance that she said like you weren't like pretending to be me like you found me in that performance you were able to find me so she was really happy with that movie and and angela bassett's performance and that kind of became a whole iconic thing in, in and of itself that was her you know oscar nomination right there yeah. playing tina turner so um yeah definitely leaving a great legacy and then i love that i'm getting to see all these kinds of clips and things like her performing with Cher. i think Cher even had called in to a talk show to or a news show to talk about her relationship with tina turner um and, and their friendship and that she would go down there to visit her and you know tina like didn't really want anybody to visit her but you know Cher was like no i want to come see you so she went out there and she's and tina kind of was like i only have a little bit of time and then she said like five hours later they were like laughing <laughs> and talking and tina was like showing her all around her house and um and uh yeah so you know Cher was saying some great things about her seeing these old performances i think it was like the kennedy honors or whatever 
and um, she was being honored. And uh, Beyonce came and did out did a proud Mary performance for her, and just seeing Dina like love it and get really excited and smiling. And um, so yeah, it's great getting to kind of you know remember her and see everyone posting these great clips of her performances and and everything she's done and tributes to her and great. So so yeah yeah. It it has been wonderful to see. I've certainly been uh, blasting the songs. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I have, um, but yes, uh, you know, rest in rest in peace to both Ray Stevenson and Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Mm -hmm. um, I certainly, you know, don't think either should be uh, forgotten. I think definitely not. One certainly will never be <laughs> forgotten. Yeah. Um, but that's not to not to downplay the contribution Ray Stevenson has had in his particular career in his particular yeah, field either. Definitely. Of course not. Um, yes, let's move on from the uh, respectful discussion and have a disrespectful discussion. No, let's not have disrespectful. No, let's, let's not do that. Let's not do that. But um, do we want to talk about the trailers that we have? Yes, yes. So Which we one did. Should we do first? Um, we did get a trailer for the color purple, um, based on the musical that came out of the film, um, and we have some of the musical actors actually reprising their roles: um, Danielle Brooks and uh, Fantasia Barino. Uh, coming in to play the, their same characters I think that they played in the musical um, I have never seen the musical but I know it has a lot of acclaim and, and has done really well since its debut um, so you know I think only natural to um, kind of bring that to the screen and have more people kind of be aware of it and see it um, I think Oprah is producing it. Um, I think she, she it, it got her to make a TikTok just to promote <laughs> this uh, this movie. I would imagine out. Oprah Winfrey is about as competent at making TikToks as I am. Well, I'm sure she has plenty of professional help. So I'm, I'm sure um, she she, she does, did yes, her first I TikTok. I believe she's ever done that. I, her first TikTok was her with like most of the cast and. Um, they were getting ready to do, I think, an Essence cover shoot. And so they're all kind of like in their okay. robes, huddled around a computer to watch the debut of the trailer. So they all kind of watched the trailer together. Um, so yeah, she's already kind of starting the, the big promotion for this. But yeah, I think um, it, obviously we're seeing the kind of story unfold similar to the original movie. Um, and so I'm really excited to see this musical element because I don't really know any of the songs. And I think it's a movie that definitely um, has the factor to really easily branch into a musical. So I'm really, um, there's there's some big talent in there. There's her, who's a great singer, um, Halle Bailey, Fantasia, oh, yeah. obviously. I mean, th there um, is clearly, I mean, both from people that we actually know from outside and the yeah. theatrical performances themselves are obviously yeah. huge musical talent but it's interesting to me is that it's it's obviously not a remake of the spielberg movie because yeah. it's a readaptation of the book yeah um so it, you couldn't you could call it a remake but it would be wrong it, it's a readaptation it's a reboot. yes but i do think i i think i want to say when i saw the trailer his name did pop up so i think spielberg, spielberg i think is, is, is exact producing, producing as well and quincy jones is also again 
doing yes. the music. So, um, yeah, kind of the same team looming around this film, which I think is really great. And it's really exciting. Um, but I think that's, that's, you know, that's wise, really, because I think The Colour Purple is, as a movie, I haven't ever read the book, but it's obviously a very powerful story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the movie is actually quite underappreciated in terms of Spielberg's output. It's quite an unusual movie for Spielberg. Yeah, it's like you like it's one of those movies you always kind of forget that he directed that. Um, but it, I I find it a really really wonderful movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, a very a, a difficult movie for a great deal of it, but. Obviously, in the end, rising to to happiness. Yes. And wasn't it one of those movies that, like, you know, had all the nominations and didn't win anything? It did. It did, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah. It, it? Does it not hold the record, I want to say, for the most amount of Oscar noms without, without winning a win. anything? I feel like it has some kind of... Um... Record like that. Yeah, some frustrating record like that, yeah. But no, it's a really... I think that is a really, really good movie. And obviously, I think this musical version will will come under comparison. You know, will will come under a comparative look with that movie. Yeah. But really, it probably should come, you know, be compared to its own stage format, which we we haven't seen we we don't profess to be particularly yeah but i mean theater goers yes but i mean even still i think the from just from that trailer it looks like the beats are very familiar very much similar to yeah. the movie um uh, in terms of how the story is laid out and what the characters are doing like they have scenes that i remember right from the the, the, the original film so um you i don't think it's want... going to veer too far from that um no um you just and... want be- well it can't because it's the book it's the yeah. stories mm-hmm. there written same down. source material you, you just yeah. want from it those massive emotional musical numbers i think is what we're looking for Yes, and, and I'm sure it will play. deliver on that. Yes, and because we have some great talent in this movie, Taraji B. Henson, I also uh, forgot to yes. mention as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to see this movie. I'm really excited to hear the music and see how these songs kind of uh, s- uh, sub in for um, kind of bigger monologue moments, uh, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Um, great, talented be- cast, and I'm really excited for this, So. Because, you know, Oprah Winfrey has a particularly hard monologue in, in yes. The Color Purple, yeah. doesn't she? The, the 86 movie. So yeah. is that going to be a song in this one? I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, possibly. Yes, I think Danielle Brooks is playing that part. And I, I've heard her sing before, too. She's really good. So, yeah, um, yeah uh, that seems like a, a scene that's definitely rife to be, you know, this big uh powerful song as opposed to the monologue so we'll i mean see. that monologue from oprah is wonderful as mm-hmm. well it's, it's, yeah. it's horrible yeah it is horrible but it is it is wonderful i think you've got uh is it coleman domingo his name from from neo da costa's candy man yeah as as, yeah, as danny glover yeah essentially mr, as mr. Mm-hmm. yeah um, and i want to say and... Corey hawkins is maybe maybe harpo 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Because I think so. those were the only two kind of lead men that I saw in the trailer, yeah. and then they focused more on the female characters. So yeah, yeah. I think I, th- I think this is going to be really good. I, I I have I have faith in in this one actually, and the fact yeah. that it actually looks it looks quite beautiful visually. I mm-hmm. think this movie. I'm just for some reason likening it now in my mind to the remake of West Side Story because Spielberg obviously did that. It's not a yeah. Spiel- this is not a Spielberg movie, by the way. Spielberg is not directing this movie. And I, I, I now forget temporarily who is directing. Yeah, honestly, this movie. I can't remember either. Um, I, I shall I shall grab that quickly, but it's reminding me of that and just how. Not, not disappointing because it was still a, a well-told version of that story. But I love the color in Robert Wise's West Side Story. Yeah, and it was so lacking in Spielberg. Yes, yeah, great. Mm-hmm, it was very. I, we talked about that when we did that episode. Mm-hmm. This does not feel. It is uh, Blitz Bazawule. I hope I am pronouncing that name correctly. Oh, okay. I wonder if he maybe um, directed the musical or the or had possibly. some involvement in the in the stage version. Uh, it's Ghanaian. Okay. Um, I I I don't. I, I don't. It doesn't appear on first glance to be involved with the stage musical. Okay. So exciting! I can't say I've ever heard of him. So. Yeah, I mean, it great. looks pretty good, so yeah, that's way to him. <laughs> yeah, um, and if you got Oprah backing you, you're that. you're probably doing something right, so yeah, I can't say anything more than that. I it looks like a really good reinterpretation of it. I, I, I am quite excited to see it as, as hard as it will be, and you know, at times because that is just that story, yeah, but obviously, a very important story and one that people should be aware of one that people should read and see the movie and and all this kind of stuff yeah um absolutely yes i mean we do also have a a ridiculously silly movie as well (laughs) yes so we got a full trailer yeah we got a full trailer for the barbie movie so we up to this point we've had kind of fun little teasers that didn't really reveal too much about the story but this one actually goes more into kind of what the story is barbie you know which i think most people were able to kind of deduce um that barbie's going through this existential crisis she's kind of already thinking about the bigger world and what things mean and being more self-aware to the thinking about dying yes to the shock and confusion of the other barbies and kens so they're having like this fun disco dance party and then she's like do you guys ever think about death and everyone's just like really confused (laughs) her feet go flat so she goes to ask like weird barbie what is going on uh, and and weird Barbie tells her you have to take this journey. So which shoe do you choose, the high heel or the ugly Birkenstock? And she's like the high heel and like, no, you have to choose the Birkenstock. You have to go to the real world and figure this out. Um, so then I love this little montage we get of her and Ken <laughs> traveling to the to the real world through like all of you know Barbie's travel. Uh, 
kind of styles. So yeah, uh, we get her, you know, camper Barbie and her in her car and desert them on like Barbie. a <laughs> desert, like jet ski, like all these different Barbie modes hey, of transportation. Barbie. Yes, on a boat and all this. So uh, really fun. And then they end up in the real world and uh, Barbie's being ogled and uh, ultimately slaps somebody and gets them arrested. So we get some Barbie and Ken mug shots. Which um, are great. And are the, the images that are now being <laughs> clustered everywhere. Is yes, the they're shots. all over the place. Brian um, Gosling is just going to play such a doofus in this movie and, and i love, love it, it so and much. he's on the soundtrack we also got a soundtrack reveal yeah. so we have like uh an image of of barbie holding up like a newspaper that has all of the artists on it dua lipa her song that's in the movie that we've been hearing a lot in the trailers um her kind of disco vibe song actually is out so i saw the music video it's really cute because she's in the movie, I think she like this. She's like when all of the pictures came out, she was all this. Hers was this Barbie is a mermaid, so she's some type of okay. Barbie mermaid in the movie. I always get confused on which one Dua Lipa is. <laughs> um, what what what's Dua Lipa's song then? What's the big song? Um, that levitating song. The levitating song. Yes, yes. I got you. Yes, Moonlight. yes, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's all you need yeah. to say is the levitating <laughs> I'm song. I'm levitating. That yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. disco, actually. Yes. So I, I really like her new song for the soundtrack. And yeah, Ryan Gosling's on there. So I'm really curious to see if he has like some silly Ken song because... His music in general is really opposite from the Barbie vibe. He's very much like spooky ooky kind of like ghouly parlor music. It's like the parlor music. Does he, does he do that? Um, have you does heard he do like band? lounge music? I've never heard Ryan Gosling's um, music at all. I mean, if, even if you've heard him, him sing and he has like this very like. He uh, does have quite a haunting yes <laughs> um with like a very strong like you know uh vibrato that very much feels like one of those wiggly saw sounds <laughs> his voice reminds me of that <laughs> you know how people that. make music with the wiggly saws <laughs> the wiggly saw yeah you know what i'm talking about i know exactly what you're talking <laughs> that's about. what his yeah. voice reminds me of so like his um it's a very fun analogy. his band his band is very much that kind of style so his music is not probably the music that's going to be so it might be some like silly like ken song or something so he's not the but... one that's done this seemingly sampled barbie girl then um i don't think so and i i know there's a whole thing with aqua like they actually sued aqua like mattel because of that song and so I know they're probably going to. So it's funny that they'll probably use somebody who's using a like a sample of that from a song that they actually sued over. Um, so because Aqua didn't have permission to even kind of use the Barbie name or whatever. Um, and they were actually kind of yeah. promoting it that way. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be funny to see the use of that song, considering they sued over it. But I'm really excited for the soundtrack. I'm excited for this movie. I think, you know, going even... It's because they're not idiots. That's why. And they, 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 they know that the People are going to want to hear that. to hear that song. <laughs> yeah. To some yeah. degree. Yes. So if they have that's some why. kind of sample, sample of it... Um, that'll, that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, even going further into the trailer... Um, uh, we see that, I guess, maybe the Mattel executives and people who work for Mattel 
see that Barbie's running around in their world and say, and now there's it's like this whole thing to catch her. So yeah. I'm curious to see like how that works out, how um they, you know, find her, why they're trying to catch her. And um I think and then even the the tags in the trailer talk about if you love Barbie, this movie's for you. If you hate Barbie, this movie's for you. So I'm really curious to kind of understand what that means fully. Um, but it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like it's going to do something smart, um, very kind of self-referential meta, um, and, yeah. uh, you know, really take us back to playing with Barbies because I mean, everything she's doing is very much like how we would play with, like she was taking a shower and like no water was coming out because like, obviously how she moves and what she does, I think is probably determined on this kind of imaginary girl, little girl playing or little boy playing with her. And so you know, we see her kind of float down to her car because that's probably somebody playing with her and putting yeah. her into that car. She's in the shower and like nothing's happening, but you know, she's showering because we're imagining that she's showering. Um, um, she's having these issues perhaps because I know there's a part of this trailer where she, she doesn't quite fall down gracefully from her mm -hmm. own roof of her house to her car. And she just kind of, as though she, she begins to glide and then just drops straight to the floor. Perhaps the imaginary, you know, girl playing whoever it may be in, in the real world just decides, no, I've had enough of Barbie drop and, you know, she's grown Barbie, up and done playing what, with Barbies. And I well, yeah, it, but this is what kind of brings on this existential existentialism. Yeah. within barbie the, why this movie is going to be so seriously about one's existence and one's place in the world and yeah. and finding your kind purpose, of kind true of, purpose true meaning yeah. why this movie is definitely going to be very competently about those themes is wonderful to me and i mean we've yeah. known that it's going to be a very very unique movie from the past teasers from everything that's come out so far this full trailer just confirms that it really is just the most purest genuine silly movie yes like is she getting these feelings because whoever's playing with her is having these feelings and having her think that way yeah or what is happening or is it going to be you know maybe bringing elements of like the lego movie because everything the characters in the lego movie were doing were based off of who was playing with them mm. um so, so will ferrell again in this kind of yeah real world fantasy yeah. play toy crossover situation um where yeah like everything that we saw in lego movie that was being created that was being played with the whole storyline was being created by this little boy playing with them and we came out of the world and saw that so um i feel like we might get a type of storyline kind of playing into to this movie so i'm really curious to see you know what is causing uh barbie to kind of have this crisis and how she fares in the real world and what humans and her kind of have kind of coming together how does she kind of become real to be part of the real world like i'm really curious to see kind of how all of those things work so but it, it just looks like such a clever movie yes like it's and such an entertaining one as well i i honestly feel like you're just boring if you go and watch oppenheimer 
on that day, <laughs> you know, when when they come out back yeah. to, you know, next to each other on the same day. I feel like you you are just a, a boring person. You don't actually like entertainment in your movies and you, yes. you like to sit there going, movies are high art. Some are, yes, <laughs> and some high art movies are great. Well, but I'm sometimes I... <laughs> they're just entertainment, but entertainment in a genuinely clever way, not just yes. silly drivel nonsense, yeah. but actually thoughtful meaningful silliness yes well i'm i might be able to hold you to that i'm i'm having my fingers crossed that <laughs> we may see this movie together but who knows if that will happen and then i can you know make sure that you actually don't go see Oppenheimer and you're watching the barbie movie and sticking no, to your no, words <laughs> no i'm i'm not i'm not even remotely thinking about that i haven't seen the last three <laughs> nolan movies i don't care <laughs> I don't care about the, the the man annoys me really. Okay. And his snooty attitude that he tends to have. <laughs> Greta Gerwig has never annoyed me. Yes, she will. She will never have a bomb in her trailer. Greta Gerwig has never wanted to actively confuse those watching her movies. Fair point. Fair point. So <laughs> no one can have Batman and everything that came before that. But since then, I've just been like, not interested, don't care, looks looks too fancy for its own good. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> by all means, be fancy, but don't be too fancy for your own good. Don't be too pretentious when you're trying to be you know, fancy. Don't, don't, don't be too fancy for your own good. Yeah. Don't do that. That's fair. Um, so yes, but team, hashtag, team Barbie. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Team Oppenheimer people won't even have a hashtag because they're just boring. And they're they don't so boring. <laughs> but we're that's fan Barbie people. <laughs> we, we are. I'll be singing the song. Yes. I will. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, that's just a fact. That is just a, uh, yeah. <laughs> a pure, a pure hard fact. Yes. And um, it will be happening, and it will. I have every faith that I will love that movie. I really do. Yes, yeah. I really do. Um, we did want to also carry on <laughs> something that we, we, we started doing last week. Although I did see one other thing that I don't know if we wanted to have a little discussion on, a little kind of brief thought on. Okay. Even though I know that kind of our thoughts will, will likely be similar in this. But... Um, Tarantino's been coming out again, giving his uh, thoughts on things, uh, <laughs> as, he, as he often likes to do, mm -hmm. and annoy a few people, and then have a lot of people actually going, no, wait, he's actually talking some sense here. Um, number one, he's looking for uh, an, an actor he's never worked with before in the range of the mid-30s to play the lead role in the, the, the critic movie that he's okay. doing that you know, his supposed uh -huh, last okay. movie. Mm -hmm. Um, so who that's going to be, we obviously don't know, but a fresh actor for, for Tarantino is very interesting given that he's someone who frequently likes to use very similar people. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, the same okay. actors that yeah. you know, for his last one mm -hmm. go out something totally different, that'd be interesting. Yeah. 
And also, he's moaning about streaming movies, and I love it because Ooh. it's true. It's actually true what he's saying. Okay, it's what did he like say? The movies don't. He's. He, I don't remember his exact quote. I'm going to see if I can find it now. But I've just remembered it as we were literally recording this now. Um, but it's something paraphrasing along the lines of streaming movies basically don't feel like they exist properly because I, they're all there. They're all just like there. And you don't ever hear about them before they're there. They're just there, and then sometimes they're not there anymore. And I don't know what a movie is anymore. Basically, yeah. that sort of stuff. Okay, that's a fair point. Because, I mean, movies come with this whole experience. And, you know, there have been a, a ton of, I think, I don't think um, the quality of the film speaks to it being on a streaming service. Because we've gotten some great streaming movies. But, um I can I can see the feeling of something lacking in terms of uh, staying power and memorability and uh, really creating a statement with a movie because you know movies that you love come with that whole theater experience. So, um, but then you look at something like Prey that I feel like should have been in theaters. Yeah, and um, that was just a, you know, and it, it was kind of a big historical movie in terms of having a whole native cast and doing a whole native dub, and uh, it, was a, so, it was that was the reason I I didn't watch that movie until the last time I was on a plane. Yeah, because I, is, know, it was, was exclusively a movie I would have gone and seen. Yes, and I think it was exclusively only on a streaming service that you don't have over there. So. I don't know if you had some uh, kind no, of I believe Hulu it was equivalent on Disney or Disney Plus. Uh, okay, okay, because Disney on, Plus yeah. is connected to Hulu there together. So Tarantino's um, exact quote: "Streaming movies don't exist in the zeitgeist." I'm not picking on anybody, but apparently for Netflix, Ryan Reynolds has made fifty million on this movie. I don't know what any of these movies are. It's almost like they don't even exist. Yeah. Have you seen them? I haven't. Yeah, like The Gray Man, that was a huge movie. Like, it looked like it had a big budget. It was Ryan Gosling and Chris Forgot Evans. That I so, you, so you had these big names. They had a big premiere, all of these things for it. And I completely forgot about that movie until you said that name, Ryan Gosling. And even the movie ended up not being Reynolds. that great. Or Ryan Gosling. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Ryan Reynolds, you said. Sorry, I'm thinking of Ryan Gosling. Um, the That's Barbie's because of Barbie. Still, still in, yeah, still in my brain. <laughs> but yeah, I, like he's done a couple movies on there too. There was a movie that people said was really good where it's like him meeting the childhood version of himself. I can't remember what it's called. I think um, Jennifer Garner might be in it as well. Um, I, but yeah. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with him. Yes, there has been mm -hmm. good streaming movies. Of course there has. But the difficulty of actually, you, you think, oh, it's be easy to find. It's at home. You got, you've got it on your television. There's so much more. There's so much more difficult. Yes, to find they come what up with a new movie every day on a streaming service. It's Movies with so big name actors difficult. and big budgets, and you just don't even realize you don't they're even there. Know it's there. You don't mm -hmm. know it's coming there. Yeah, there needs to be equivalent marketing campaigns for streaming movies if they actually want these movies to be remembered but ultimately i don't think they do 
because the the ripping stuff off the damn streaming services now yeah never to yeah. be seen again buy your movies they're up there now as you can see them <laughs> buy your movies so you own them yes and go and see them in the in the cinemas because it's it's really there are great things being done by streaming there are great movies great tv great availability being yeah. put out by streamers by 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 your netflixes your amazon primes your, your and they HBOs just get kind of lost in the shuffle but those people as companies need to actually make it so their audience knows what is coming there so they can go there on a date like everybody who has ever enjoyed movies and tv yeah. has done they know when something's coming some big things do it some big streamers do do that you know with certain shows they'll say yeah like wednesday had like a months, huge... months before yeah like wednesday had a huge campaign Stranger yeah things always has these big kind of but campaigns I, going I, on but... i do think it's the movies that are just like yeah what the hell's this like yeah when did this come out and it had got huge names in it like how did i not even hear about this movie yeah because yeah. they don't put any promotion into really uh, budget into promoting these movies as well as they could and because you're not Just getting that theater kind there. of situation like it's it's yeah, not because obviously in the cinema you go you see the trailers before you watch a movie so you've got an idea of what's coming out there and you see the posters outside mm -hmm. you go on your whatever preferred uh internet movie your what's coming out site maybe and you see what's coming out but where's the streaming stuff on that hidden down at the bottom somewhere? Yeah. That you're never quite sure what is and what isn't. Or yeah. it might change, or we might cancel it, or we might get rid of it. I completely actually agree with him. Yeah, that's definitely I a really fair do. point. Um, that, well, um, you thing also reminded me of a bit of really frustrating news that I, I also saw. Um, uh, apparently, because you I, you talked about you know buy your movies, have the own them, buy your have physical Fair copies, which that reminded yeah. me of this awful story about Kevin Smith, an apparently disgusting pig of a man, Harvey Weinstein is holding uh -huh. Dogma hostage. Still, see, yes, he owns it. He wants wanted Kevin Smith to pay him over five million dollars or something for the rights to it. Um, Kevin Smith was like, oh, well, I want to own my movie, but I also don't want to give that pig any money. Um, and so he will not make it available on any streaming services. So unless I Harvey you... Weinstein was dead. No, he's in prison or jail. Well, he or... must be near death. Yeah, I mean, he was already really like limping on crutches on yeah. Walker, um, not doing well. Um, but yeah, he's holding this movie because it was made by Dimension. Um, he's holding it hostage from Kevin Smith. So either Kevin, he offered, you know, I'll give it to you if you pay me this exorbitant amount of money that's away, <laughs> which Kevin Smith is like, I, you know, that movie is not, you know, worth billions of dollars. I want to own my movie, but I also don't want to give him any money because he's awful. Yeah. So he's kind of in this really weird situation. So now, yeah, like, and it's seemingly like, he doesn't want to profit from it because he's not making it available to stream anywhere, to watch anywhere. 
Um, so literally if you own a Blu-ray DVD copy, that's the only way you can watch this movie. Cause I was thinking about, I actually, somebody gifted me a Blu-ray copy of the movie signed by Kevin Smith and it's my favorite Kevin Smith movie. So, um, if I didn't, if I didn't own it, seriously valuable piece of material. So if I didn't own it, I would be very frustrated to not be able to find it anywhere. And you can't. And I, I just like found myself no, looking can't. and seeing, yeah, it's not available to stream that, that this awful man is still just being awful and holding this over Kevin Smith's head. So you talking about owning things, just owning your movies really just reminded me of that story. You know, just how frustrating yeah. that is for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope one day that that movie and other movies like it, because it won't be the only one. Um, get the full physical release in, in you know, in, in a good transfer and a good uh, yeah. So I mean, unless you can, deserves that. Yeah. So I don't think there are any new ver, you know, being released. So um, unless you can find it to buy on Blu-ray or DVD online yeah. or in a store or on Amazon but or scalpers something. will be selling that for hundreds. <laughs> yeah. So I do have a Kevin Smith signed copy of Dogma, and I'm just like, I'm so a, glad I have that. So put it behind a glass case. <laughs> right. So thank you to the friend who got me that, and um. Yeah, just sucky, really sucky. What a disgusting man! Ugh. Yeah, yeah. As 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 though we didn't already know that. Yeah. Fact. Yes. Let's not talk about disgusting <laughs> people any longer. Let's talk yes. about lovely people. Yes. Um. There's also been this uh, unfortunate. I'm going to use the word unfortunate. Uh, actors roundtable interview. <laughs> calling it unfortunate. Where I'm calling it unfortunate because Jeff Bridges made a first class joke about one of his own movies that nobody understood. Yes, he did not get the laughter and applause like he should have, but the internet got it, and he was trending on Twitter, which I loved, and like you know matched with with uh, comments like and captions like "We need to protect Jeff Bridges at all costs," Jeff and posting and and posting Jeff Bridges, you know, made this really cute joke on this roundtable. So here I am to remind you that at the star ceremony for. Uh, John Goodman, he actually invoked the dude and wore the dude's sweater. He did, like, didn't he? So, he did. so wonderful. So I thought it would be fun. You know, we did do this whole kind of situation last week. And who knows if we'll make this a running thing. But we did kind of joke about making it a running thing on I, the show. I think it should be. I think we should. <laughs> um, I think you so, might need to um, create, actually, not necessarily for this episode. But I think this should be a whole running like, thing now. <laughs> create a graphic of who's hotter <laughs> okay i'll have to do that um but yeah so we're gonna do a who's hotter uh young versions again uh, we did it with uh pacino and de niro and uh brando and newman last week so this week we are now because of jeff bridges tr trending and being just adorable uh who was hotter in their youth uh, young Jeff Bridges, or I've tried to think of a contemporary to him who also is still acting and around. I think they're maybe like three or four years apart. Okay. Um, and so I chose Harrison Ford, young Harrison Ford to young Jeff Bridges. I mean, I also have one as well, because I feel like last week and with our 
you know, main one today. Um, the women are lacking in our who's hot okay. debate. So I've, <laughs> okay. I've chosen a couple of, of old Hollywood glamour icons. Oh, as okay. Well, okay. That we can have a, a, a debate about. You may be thinking with this first one, what a very obvious question. It isn't. <laughs> it isn't. I know full well that Harrison Ford has aged wonderfully. Yes, I mean, in a recent. <laughs> really good now. In a recent interview, I think this Australian interviewer at Cannes told him, well, you're still like quite fit, sir. Like you're still hot. And, you know, um, we were really excited to see that shirtless scene in Indiana Jones. Dial of Destiny. <laughs> yes. And he was like, oh, well, thanks, I guess. So, you know, he had still has people like kind of fawning all over him. So, uh, yeah. Jeff think... Bridges does not, as Jeff Bridges, you, you couldn't really call Jeff Bridges particularly physically good looking now, I don't think. I mean, I like the beard. I like the beard, but he's he very much. You invoked... like the voice, Janine. <laughs> the the mumbly kind of the mumble <laughs> marble <voice>. mouth. <laughs> Jeff Bridges' prime marble mouth. <laughs> um, it's a little that has only mumbly. gotten more pronounced as the years have gone on. Well, and it's like while Harrison Ford, I could still look at him and be like, "Hey, Jeff Bridges." I look <laughs> at him and he's like dad or grandpa grandfather <laughs> yes yes he gives off that energy um so i don't know like hotter in terms of youth like jeff bridges was very was very good looking you know he had really great head of hair um i i think it's a, a more difficult debate than people will at first think it is because jeff bridges in the early 70s is really quite strikingly good looking. Yes. Um, sometimes when he had his beard in the seventies as well, um, he he did have. I think I think he he was a good looking dude. You know, yeah. you think of um, is it dark star, not dark star. Dark star is that the one? What the sci-fi movie? The is that the am I mistaking movies? Am I um forgetting about not forgetting about things? Is that the movie Just that I'm naming it wrong? Of? Um, am I naming I think, it wrong? I think I know Star what you're Man? Starman. I think that's what it is. Starman. Yes. Where's Dark? Where have I got Dark Star? <laughs> I don't yes. know where I've got Dark Star from. I'm now I've I've yes, now completely forgot any early seventies movies with. Jeff Bridges, and I'm an idiot. Yes, Starman. Starman, the John Carpenter movie. Yes, but even yeah. Tron, you know, um, uh, him uh, in The Mirror Has Two Faces with Barbara Streisand, he looked great in that. Well, you know, you can even go back to late, just about the late 60s with with uh, with Jeff Bridges. Yeah. And you think he, he does. He does give off a very charming presence. Now, I do think Harrison Ford ultimately yeah, like... wins. <laughs> yeah. I do. But it depends what kind of vibe of person you like. I think if you want a genuinely more kind of 
chilled out freewheeling kind of person, 70s Jeff Bridges fits that as well because he, he does have the longer hair. Long the hair and the beard. And the beard. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and the Jeff Bridges personality hasn't necessarily changed in 50 plus years. Yeah. You know, it hasn't. Um, Harrison Ford's, I think, has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's become more grumbly <laughs> more curmudgeonly um but he also i think when did they peak when did they peak did harrison ford peak i don't know that physical he's ever attractiveness peaked. and do you, really i mean i i think he's still seen as an older attractive man whereas jeff bridges is seen more as like a you know father figure man. grandfather type figure um yeah and, and that shift has happened it's like you know with me and denzel washington like there was a time when yeah he was like hot stuff and now oh, he's no, in an no. era where he's like literally okay. reminds me he re literally reminds me of my actual father so it's like all of that <laughs> just melted away and that's kind of what i see in jeff bridges um i see Harris so you're 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 saying to me ultimately that you would call Jeff Bridges dad and Harrison Ford daddy. daddy. <laughs> I mean, potentially. Is this, is this ultimate? Potentially. I mean, for? I think I think that's, I think that's like just the gut for. feeling. Um, I mean, yeah, and you think too, like rom-coms like Six Days and Seven Nights, where Harrison Ford was fairly older at that time, and he's playing a rom-com lead. So the fact that, you know, yeah. he was still seen in that vein, even I think probably when he did that movie, he was maybe in his 50s to be seen, which is like, I guess, common in older Hollywood where the guy was like super old and like the girl was super young. Was, think yes, of Humphrey, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall um, in, in yeah. any one of their movies. But the fact that like, you know, well, when an actor marriage anyway, so. yes, when an actor can still be seen in that vein and it still works um even you know later in in age i think it speaks to you know still still peaking <laughs> so, I, so I, th I think the longevity and peak are with harrison ford in this debate but i think yeah. jeff bridges is puts up more of a fight than you might give him credit for yes you wouldn't think he would um but if you kind of go back and look at the pictures i think you could make a case for him for sure <laughs> well, I, yes, I did want to um, want to bring in a couple of, like I said, old Hollywood glamour icons. Okay. You know, to uh, to our little who's hotter debate, and funny you should mention Lauren Bacall because I've chosen Lauren Bacall to battle it off against Rita Hayworth. Ooh, okay. Which Lauren Bacall actually appeared in The Mirror Has Two Faces with the young Jeff Bridges. There you go. She was Barbara Streisand's mother. Um, so I would like to give my verdict okay. as... This is my thing, right? So I can, for some reason, be far more analytical and objective when it comes to... I'm not... I'm not aroused by men right but, but for some <laughs> reason i can be more objective when it comes to like the physical attributes of, of men and you are a good looking man and this is why yes you have to, you right? have to be a secure man to be able to do that and not make it weird 
But I can't do that with women, even though I'm actually physically attracted to women as a straight man. Yes. All I go off not is a little like man. Vibes. I just go off vibes. Okay. Right? So if you if you give off a certain energy, it doesn't really matter what you look like to me. Never has done. If you give off a certain energy, I'll I'll be I'll be just like, yes, thank you. Come here now and let's go upstairs and, and do all that. No, I don't won't necessarily say that. I'm getting ahead of myself and I'm starting to sound like a creep. Um <laughs> Well, I am someone who, like, op oppositely can find the attractive attributes of a woman and really appreciate them. Um, and I, just in my personal taste, I like the kind of sultry, darker nature that you get from Lauren Bacall. The very smooth, um, soft-spoken, but confident. Um, Rita is very much more kind of lively and um more a little more animated um with her kind of flirtatious energy um so i'm kind of like again <laughs> i guess it's like kind of similar with the both of us where i'm going everything i'm describing is vibes really as uh, more um more on vibes than appearance um, I, I i am in so. agreement because i i choose lauren bacall yeah in this but I think it's only because, see, I, I do like quite lively women. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I don't want anybody who's just kind of stoic and... and Someone who would go see Oppenheimer quiet. or over Barbie. Not, well, exactly. <laughs> but basically, it's all down to the eyes. It's Lauren Bacall's famous eye movies. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's all it, that's... Yeah, Hayworth can have as many hair flicks as she I wants. I mean, that Gilda hair flick is, is pretty hot. And yeah, Rita Hayworth in Gilda is absolutely yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Who me? <laughs> like it's so she good. She really, really um, is. Um, but Lauren McCall does have the mystique. Yes, and I think and, that and I think also comes yeah. into it for me. That's always come into it for me. It's why I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tend to be more attracted to people who are nothing like me. <laughs> because I'm just like, oh, you're someone I don't recognize anything about. You, yeah. please. And that's how yeah. I'll kind of be. be. Yeah. Um, and it's just funny to me that, like, yeah, like, with the men, where we can easily pick out, like, you know, facial look and eyes and hair and all of that. Lauren McCall and... doesn't have a beard. <laughs> Jeff Bridges don't. Yes. But with the ladies, we're really kind of leaning in on on the energy that they give and the vibe that they give and the presence. Yeah. So, I, like, I, I like that that's kind of where our head immediately goes with when we're kind of doing this hotter talk with women. It's really interesting. <laughs> I think it's a very tough one. I mean, hairstyles oh, yeah. also kind Definitely. of come into it. And I think the, the wavy, the waviness of Rita with. I, mean, I can't compare Ooh, the hairstyles hair. really because the yeah. the hairs the hair is all round for both of them tends to be wonderful. What I what always not necessarily puts me off, but what I always kind of struggle to see sometimes the attractive qualities in old Hollywood actresses is is when they have the shorter fifties hair. Yeah. Um, because I, I just I don't find that hair physically attractive 
at all, despite yeah. who may be underneath it. You know, I, yeah, it's why I think Laura Bacall obviously has very kind of long but wavy. Yeah, there's no bobs inside or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that she could rock um, a bob, but <laughs> and Rita Hayworth is not that. Either I also feel like Lauren Bacall, perhaps I don't know about if either aged better than the other. I think that's probably quite well. I mean, similar. yes, I can't speak to to. I can speak to Lauren Bacall obviously because she was in that movie and she kind of was very much playing this uh, older woman who was still dressing very young and dating and wanting to be, you know, attractive and 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 that kind of energy. Um, and really lamenting her frumpy daughter, played by Barbara Streisand. Yeah. So she still kind of had that air and energy about her and, and looked great in, in that movie in her older years. Um, I mean, she just has the eyes. Rita, yeah. Rita Hayworth has the smile. Yes. Lauren Bacall has the eyes. And I mean, if you're looking at me with those eyes, Lauren, I'm you're saying... done for. <laughs> I'll be saying, sorry, Humphrey, but we're going now. But also, <laughs> I mean, bye bye uh, you. And then Humphrey Bogart would have a would have a, a an insecure breakdown because I'm taller than him. But also, Rita was kind of. A... <laughs> Why am <laughs> yeah. I coming up with these scenarios? Yeah. Yes, Rita was also a kind of fabrication of the studio makeover trend. So a lot of things about her look were it's kind true. of fabricated to be that way um and very different from how she actually looked i think they shaved back her hairline so that she wouldn't look as um ethnic as she was so um yeah a lot of her her look it was kind of made up for hollywood anyway and I, I don't know that i think lauren bacall was more able to kind of you know well, she was obviously more of a discovery, Lauren Bacall. So. Yeah. Yes. And then to have and have not happened, her and Bogart happened, and then she was Lauren Bacall. Yeah. That's that's how that worked. Um, she was obviously only 19. 19, yeah, she was not. really young. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I think I do. It's very tight, that one, though. Yes, yes. I mean, and, and there's not really a... You know, equivalent we've done so far with the ones we've done where, where it's, I think it's been this close. They have very different, very attractive qualities. Personally, I just think I'd uh, be more immediately drawn to Lauren Bacall. To Lauren Bacall. I, I agree. She's definitely more what I would be kind of drawn to with the eyes and the energy of just, you know, that very um mysterious vibe which i like so <laughs> yeah hmm. interesting good one good one okay well we're going to keep this up yes that's this week's who's hotter <laughs> so let's move in to uh let's move into our let's talk because we All do right. actually have a big movie review yes on yes. today's show because the live action remake of the little mermaid came out we don't like live action remakes janine but do we like this version of the little mermaid we're going to talk about it now this is our full review 
spoiler of. review spoiler <laughs> review but i mean for god's sake it's the little mermaid and we all know exactly how that works Yes, but I mean, there are some changes that maybe people haven't seen it, don't want to know about. That's a fair point. Yes, okay. Yes. Full spoiler review of The Little Mermaid with Halle Bailey. Yes. What do we think about it? Because generally, I don't like the live action remake. So, I, yeah. or do, or do I just not I like went the back... they exist? I, well, I think generally it just have they really landed the execution made additions and lengthening of the films feel relevant and not kind of pointless uh, filler um you know using animation that felt very emotionless a la the lion king mm. um yeah i don't really feel like they're necessary but if they're going to be done then do something to differentiate a little bit make it stand apart the additions to lengthen the the runtime make those moments matter make them flesh out things that you didn't get to do in the animated version that's why cinderella up to this point was my favorite of the live action remakes because we got all of the elements from the animated film but we got to get more time with her and the prince together actually talking and getting to know each other them meeting previously getting to know um her father her life with her mother and father before their passing um more of the prince and his relationship with his father and that whole meaningful relationship between the two of them so we you definitely say up to this point i'm intrigued by that um the statement <laughs> well i mean i i think i'm tied with cinderella and and the little mermaid which Funnily okay. enough, I went. I wanted to do a, a little rewatch of some of the other princesses and live actions to kind of, you know, gauge my feelings about them after maybe not seeing them for a while. And um, I think they're pretty even for me. And also really dumb, Cinderella is not on Disney Plus for some reason. Really? Uh, <laughs> live actions, I had to rent it. Because it was oh, not on, sake. it was not, well, for whatever reason, live action sense. Cinderella was not on Disney Plus. So I don't know what's going on with that. But I watched that. I rewatched Aladdin. Uh, and I watched, um, I think, oh, I think that's maybe all I watched. Because, um, yeah, I was not going to watch Beauty and the Beast again. Because oh, <laughs> I can't stand Beauty and the Beast. But <laughs> we like the other two versions. Yes. So I think Cinderella was a good balance of really adding things to the story that we didn't see in the animated film, while also keeping the core elements of the animated film. However, I, I liked the animated version of Cinderella was a little bit more sassy, you know, than yeah. this version who was just like, holy, like, la -da -da -dee, la -da 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 -la -dee -dee -dee. <laughs> like, just very, <laughs> like, a little too nice. I needed her to kind of be a little bit more, you know, you know, sassy. Um, but then going into this little mermaid, I think this movie also was able to make their ad additions feel warranted, feel necessary, really flesh out the story, give us more backstory into things that we didn't get in the animated version. And, yeah. Um, so overall, just to kind of just put it out there first thing, I really enjoyed this live action remake. I do have some gripes. Uh, as a fan of the animated film, of things that they maybe omitted and things that they, you know, didn't incorporate or things that they felt like were as important as the animated version. But overall, okay. I think 
they did an amazing job with this live action remake. Well, I I mean I I will I will agree to an extent. I did enjoy the movie. Um I am not particularly as familiar with the the animated one. I, I remember seeing it a very very long time ago as a very so you didn't watch it again child i've not watched it no i didn't watch it again i know know the story of the little mermaid didn't i know what to expect um but in terms of perhaps tiny things smaller things they omitted i maybe wouldn't have recognized that or or didn't recognize so i did watch that again you'll be be yes speaking about that but ultimately i did i did find myself enjoying a, a lot of the movie um i i i also have a, a few little kind of i don't really like that kind of <laughs> issues with yeah some of it um but that's only that's small things really that's and that's more of me having an issue with the whole idea of even doing the live action remakes in the first yeah. place than anything else because ultimately it's obviously a it's a really good story i enjoy the story of kind of wanting more than your own home and yes and i think this that movie, kind of stuff I, this, I really do yeah and i think it was really important to this movie because i think uh a lot of these characters get generalized this um interview is is going around with kira knightley being very kind of ignorant about princess movies um where she like refused to let her I, I don't know how old it is I she was on the Ellen show so whenever you know that was kind of a big you know it's quite a while ago now. <laughs> yes um she like refuses to let her daughter watch princess movies because uh Cinderella no my daughter can't watch that because she just waits around for a man to save her and like you know so she you know not the little mermaid because she just you know gives up her voice for a man and like that's like the general kind of thought that people kind of throw on Ariel but she wants to go up to the land and the human world before she even sees Eric she does yeah she's wanted this clearly for 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 many years she's been fascinated and wants to know about this place before she before Eric even has anything to do with the story he's she Why, sees she has him treasure treasure yes. of yeah, she has her, exactly so this movie I think it was really important to them to focus on that to make it so Ariel you know this was to, to just hammer that point home it was always the point that people always miss but to make that more obvious so they did like some lyric changes to show that like um because I think you know, before Under the Sea song happens, uh, in the animated version, she's talking about Eric. She's doing the, you know, I love, he loves me, he loves me not with some flowers and making yeah. his plan to go up and get his detention and all these things. And then that's when Sebastian's like, no, Under the Sea, Under the Sea. <laughs> but in this one, she's talking about the fireworks and how beautiful it looked up there. And then it's Under the Sea, Under the Sea. So she's not it even is, talking it's, about it's, Eric. It's very focused on the the kind of dreaming bigger than bigger. your own home kind of thing it, it reminded me almost of um of of one of my very very favorite disney animated movies possibly well mm, that's a tough one actually <laughs> moana oh yes mm-hmm. which i obviously I, I i love moana the the attitude of moana of 
being like, Wanting I want more, more than this tiny island. Get yeah, me out which, of the way. I want to explore is, things. Yes, which is also kind of the energy they give Eric. Um, it is. You know, he's from this very small island. He's inheriting this life that he, you know, wasn't really meant to have he was he's adopted so i like that they kind of give him yes i like that they give him this whole backstory of you know being found on a shipwreck and being raised by these royals and to be the the prince and 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 you know ultimately rule and it's not him kind of sailing away is not him kind of running from his his duties it's him wanting to do his duties in a very innovative new way he doesn't yeah, want his to, to better the opinion yeah. of his own country across the world yes he doesn't want them to get left behind in the growth of the world so he wants them to be trade you know ambassadors and and find new things and bring things back and be this very expansive port for people to come and, yeah. and grow and so that's why he wants to be out on the sea and trading and meeting new places and seeing new things and so I like that they gave him all of that that it wasn't a I'm running away from my responsibilities no he he's okay with ruling but he wants to do it his own way and innovate yeah. and, in and it's way, very have very similar dreams the both of them which, which yes, gives them that that connection mutual desire Yes. And like in all the promotional, of course, all we've been seeing is, you know, part of your world and aerial underwater. So, yeah. you know, I, I, in a kind of funny way, forgot that there's going to be a whole big chunk of this movie where she's not even talking because none of the promotion really focused on that. So that was a great thing as well. When we do get on land with her and she can't talk. Hallie is emoting so well with her face and her actions that you feel the chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. Like the moments between the two and when she can't speak on land are some of the best parts in the movie. They're having so much fun together and you feel that, you see that. Um and and I mean, yeah, it, what it, everything it did help they also cast i mean we've just talked about very attractive <laughs> people they've cast yes. two very attractive people yes they look really good together yeah. and yeah just their vibe and energy and him being excited to show her things and him being able to kind of understand and communicate with her even though she can't speak those scenes were really cute when he's showing her maps and she wants to see more and more yeah. and they're up all night looking at things and she's kind of he's showing her all, all of these things and she's able to show him things too he finds this big shell and he's talking about it and she shows him how to use it and um you know I mean, so obviously, they're obviously the uh the the rowing boat across the lagoon <laughs> yes is, uh, particularly a pretty to look at i suppose yes isn't it, as well i think yes. it's actually perhaps the prettiest scene in the entire movie um i was quite i feel like the entire movie this is one of my kind of weird visual issues i think had with the movie is i think up to the point where ariel actually i don't know if it's where ariel goes to ursula or might be just before then the underwater was very dark it was very dark um but then it wasn't dark later on in the movie i well, assume when... that's for a, a, a reason i mean like, i guess it, it to... felt under the Sea was very colourful. Might have been before Under the Sea. Everything before Under the Sea, as it a, as kind a of musical dark. number, seemed very grey and, and, and horrible to look at for me. And I want I want vibrancy. I want colourful. Yeah, I, I, mean... I was sat there thinking, 
why doesn't this look like Aquaman looked? Because Aquaman was a very colourful Yes, I mean, a, a I... brilliant way of doing underwater. Actually. I don't remember that. Like, I think the darker scenes were obviously the Ursula scenes because she's in this darker part of the water. Oh, yeah, but that made sense and... to me. But, it but was like I don't. Swimming around with the others and with, with the flounder and going hiding from Triton and all this kind of stuff that I was just like, it looks a bit dark to me. Okay. This. I don't think I felt that. I mean, I saw it in IMAX, so I don't know if that made any possibly, kind of difference. Possibly it's a um, thing. I don't Yeah, know. so I don't really, I like the colors were way more vibrant than I thought they were going to be because obviously that was kind of a big complaint with the trailers that there wasn't super vibrant colors and, um, and all of I that. But... The land I'm... scenes were very colorful, I felt. And, and <laughs> yes, and I like that it was more. Yeah. And I like that they wildlife. did kind of make it inherently um, a, like a Caribbean island kind of yeah. location. The, st the steel pans steel pan. all over the place. Yes, as I'm someone who comes from a Caribbean family, Trinidadian family, um, it was nice to kind of have that. However, <laughs> I was talking to our good friend of the show, Tina. And about yes. her thoughts and she had me cracking up because when they go dancing you have this guy who's kind of like you know calling out things to the people dancing and this guy is like paquito paquito like and she's like what does he know about back it up nobody would be saying that then so we're just replicating that man's uh. accent I'm telling Ariel and Eric to back it up, back it up. It's just like, had me in stitches. Oh, dear. That's but a very yes. good point, actually, Tina. I'll, I'll say that. I didn't actually notice that myself, but it's a very good point. Why um, somebody would be saying back it up to Ariel and Prince Eric, I do not back know. It up. <laughs> Not really, um, not really appropriate language for such a period of history. Yes, um, but also in this scene, we get our little cameo from Jody Benson. So I was, I was so happy to see her. And oh like, yes, I'm surprised, yeah. I'm surprised the other like princess movies didn't really do that, like have a cameo from somebody. Would have um, been, would have been quite good actually. Coming in, um, yeah. So. There's um, more to go yet, though. There's more live-action <laughs> princess movies they can remake yet. Oh, they're already yeah. doing it. Princess and the Frog is in talks, so that's kind of a, probably you know, the next one. That's only a decade-old movie, so <laughs> yeah. it's not like... <laughs> and not Moana, like seven others, years. Like... <laughs> like that. Right, I know, right? We, yeah. we really need a redo. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, You're um, milking everything for all it's worth, Disney. I hate it. Yes. So, uh, yeah, and generally, I think I'm not a fan of the concept of the live action remake, but this one I was excited about just because of the reaction of Halle Bailey and how she was going to do and just all the hate and she was getting and her kind of really seeing the positive in, you know, more than the negative and her resilience in just even promoting this movie, being in this movie. Yeah. Everything I had seen was exciting. So, this was a, a live action remake that, while generally I don't think these are needed, um, just everything this I had seen from it. One. Every one thing I had seen from Howie Bailey was really selling me on wanting to see it. This is, and and she, this is, but this is certainly a better 
better one of the live yes. action remakes absolutely yes like i think the best are probably cinderella the jungle book which i kind of put on my the list of like decent it was well made and really kind of added to the story and it looked great and you know those animals were able to emote slightly better Felt than what like we got it, from the yeah. Lion King because I don't remember that being a gripe of mine but just in general the Jungle Book is not one of my favorite Disney movies it's a story it's a movie that I'm kind of not a huge fan of just in general so that's why it's always kind of on my list of I don't need to really watch the Jungle Book but in terms of how it was made how it looks how it interpreted and expanded on the story I think well done so Cinderella Jungle Book and this one are probably the best three and everything else is just like so did not need to be made and so was not really well done in my opinion but yes i there was a lot to love in this movie like i said the chemistry with her and eric was great especially on land um giving eric that story um eric got a song i didn't hate his song i, I think his song was better than the beast song which ugh, <laughs> I, do not, the beast I did not like song <laughs> i did not like the beast song um so i do yeah. prefer however however there was a bit of confusion for me which I, I think I've seen a couple people be confused by this. He's, you know, singing this song while he's running around the island, you know, and, and he's just had a conversation. He's just, you know, been through a shipwreck. His mother does not want him sailing anymore. She doesn't want him to get hurt. He's singing this song about, you know, trying to find Ariel. And I love how they incorporate her, like, you know, her singing in this song. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the song, he's on a ship in a storm, like singing the song. So I'm like, is he imagining being on the ship? Is that what we're supposed to take from this? Or did he just get on a ship again? Like, it's not really clear. No, I think that is unclear. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> I, 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 I took it as a symbolic him imagining being out on sea, but they did not execute that very well. Because by the end of the song, he's on a ship singing in a storm. After his mom just told him, stay your ass on the land. You've yeah. just been through a shipwreck. And then, like, we just move on to back under the sea following what Ariel's doing. So it doesn't really explain it. I, I would, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would say, I would it was, say, it was fair a little confusing. <laughs> it was a little confusing, but I did not hate Eric's song. I didn't, I did like his song. No, I, I his quite, I quite his performance was song. very feeling like, you know, theatrical, like stage musical kind of yeah. vibe to his voice and how he performed the song. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, I would, I would agree with that as well. And, but it worked. I yeah. think it did work for this movie. I thought he was really good okay. as Eric, actually. As far as the, uh, uh a few other cast and, and, and members and characters go, I think Javier Bardem was a pretty good Triton for all I, little he had to do. Yes, like I was disappointed that he didn't have as much to do as I had you know, remembered him doing in the animated. I also found him to be a little more gentle um, and, and I, since I had kind of that, that immediate reference since I just watched the animated film before going to see it. Um, Triton has is in the animated is a lot more commanding. So when he's wrecking her grotto, when he's kind of yeah. scolding her, you feel that more. And you know, you see Ariel's lip quiver and her kind of swim off and cry and all of that. Um, you feel those moments more, um, that hurt more between the two of them. And also, um, but you understand where Triton's coming from and from this protective kind of instinct and him feeling really bad. Um, I don't feel like Javier emoted that harshness as strongly as as the animated version he was a little more gentle even when he's kind of destroying the grotto he's very kind of 
you know, not as intense about it so that we don't really get. So then we end up not getting a strong of a reaction from Ariel. Um, so well, I think okay, I just wanted fair. more. I, mean, you, I think I wanted more from that, that relationship. You have that immediate reference point. I didn't have that immediate reference point, yet I still got those emotions from it. I thought Javier Bardem played it pretty well. I thought he was a, you know, really appropriate, you know, kind of reserved father who just yeah. wants the best, but wants the best in his way and only his way and has to overcome a certain stubbornness. Yes. yes. So I thought he, I liked him as Triton. I just wanted a little bit more from him, you know, more intensity from him in, in those certain scenes. I also feel like the, uh, the finale with him was a little bit awkward, not finale really, but, um, what the final coming out of the water and saying bye bye to everybody. Um, no, that was that was fine. Except, of course, we as a society ruined what that moment could have been, which I'll get into in a minute. Um, Why, what, 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 what <laughs> I'll get into that in a minute. But okay. I just I felt like the scene, the scene where you know he sacrifices his life, Ursula yes. like blows him up, whatever. And then when he comes back to life, like, why are you not swimming immediately into his arms and reconciling with him? He risked his life for you. Because you get, I think you get the look of I the... I felt like it was just, it just felt a little awkward. Like, he comes back to life in front of her and she's just staring at him and kind of swims up to him and says, here's your trident. Thanks. <laughs> like, that's kind no, of what No, I think I this is... I, I enjoyed I, that a lot. I thought it was it was played down. It wasn't just out there. It was, I felt the emotion in the eyes of both. Okay. Characters okay. I wanted more from that moment. It felt just a little awkward to me that like she wasn't immediately like excited to see that he was alive and okay. She just kind of was looking at him and then you know she hands him the trident and I like them where she kind of tells him, Wow, you risked your life for me. But it wasn't like you know, the immediate him coming back to life, it felt like just a little awkward that she wasn't more emotional in, in that moment to like see him come back. Um and yes, uh, by the end, if you watch the animated, like it always brings a tear to my eye when she hugs him and she says, I love you, daddy. And uh, because as a society, we have taken, co-opted that term to be this flirtatious sexual innuendo of a term. She was calling him father throughout the whole thing. And so even at the end, when you're waiting for her whisper, I love you, daddy. And it's I love you, father. It just doesn't hit the same, you know. It well, still is, it still hits. It, it still hits an emotional beat. But like the I love you, daddy, is like teenage girl in this time. You know, it, it's a key moment. And so when she says I love you, father, it just kind of puts this propriety on it that doesn't have that, you know, uh, father daughter kind of moment <laughs> you know? I, 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 I would say fair enough again to that and I then like even you know and even that term has been applied to Triton in these kind of very much like you know hot Disney dads yes, type kind of discussions he, he so kind of a well <laughs> so yes animated figure isn't he hence us as a society have kind of co-opted that yeah. term to where she yeah. couldn't call him daddy throughout the whole movie she had to call him father um throughout the whole thing so not a big right, but just like oh, seeing the original and seeing how that always like makes me cry. Like it didn't hit the same because I'm waiting to hear that and I hear something different, you know. Um, so just a, a comparative thing for someone who really loves the the animated version. Um, well, I also still still felt the 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 appropriate emotions there. And, yes, and 
wouldn't necessarily, you know, have that particular love for Little Mermaid. I know, I know, I, I, I enjoyed that animated version. Like I said, I've seen it, not seen it for many, many, many years, but. Well, you should, have done, you should have done your homework and watched it. So you could, it's it's you not, know. Necessary, not necessary. <laughs> it's I not think necessary. It... The point well... <laughs> I'm saying, the point I'm making is about this movie. And it worked in the context of this movie for me. Okay. So I can't complain. Okay. That's well, <laughs> I think, you know, they made an effort to have some iconic shots from the animated they version did, in this yes. movie. So, but for me, there was another scene that was just as iconic as the hair flip, just as iconic as the rock splash that was not executed well at all. And um, this was. On land, as, a, as someone who, you know, loves a good, you know, makeover moment, Ariel on land has ha had some great fashion moments. You know, her dress that she wears when she has dinner with Eric when she first gets on land. Her blue dress when they go out exploring for the day. And then when Triton turns her human and she comes out of the water in this sparkling dress. Like, that is an iconic, memorable scene. Just as iconic as the hair flip and the rock splash. And the fact that our reveal is her in that same old raggedy dress that he threw into the sea. That Jesus. we've seen her in on the whole land thing. It's not on the beach. He just turns around and she's there. Like that final reveal should have been bigger, should have been given more pomp and circumstance and excitement as uh, as those other iconic scenes. And so the fact that it was just kind of him turning around and she's there in that same old beat up blue dress, like that was that was kind of a big letdown for me. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I'll, I'll like, and I think everyone was speculating, what's her final reveal dress going to look like? She comes with her arms spread out, walking from the sea. And it's beautiful moment. He picks her up and spins her around, and it's this whole great thing. And then, no, he just turns around and she's there. Like, hi. In that same hi, blue dress. And the one dress, and she only wears one dress on land. The same blue dress we've seen her the whole time. So it was just kind of like, I wanted more and then even like her final final dress was not was very, just like her blue dress but like in white and pink so it was kind of like which I guess you know they're being more kind of historical to an era of fashion and that time and in what people were wearing and it's obviously like an island place so she's not gonna be wearing some big floofy dress and all of that but um yeah just the fashion moments on land for Ariel were just not as magical or as exciting as as I would have wanted them to be. So that was kind of another well, disappointment. Which has nothing to do with story stuff. It just has stuff to do with aesthetically. No, I, like, no I, I, I don't. That I wanted like I said, to see, I, that I was hoping to see, and I just didn't. I was kind of bummed. Like I said, I don't necessarily disagree with that. But the fact is, again, I will just say, the, the animated movies of which, which have resulted in these live-action remakes are always the superior movies. Yes, movies and I get that. They, they, they just, that is just a consistency throughout. But, I mean, aesthetically... And I think that will always be the case. And I totally get that. But I think aesthetically, if you're going to highlight these iconic moments and pull these iconic moments, especially and specifically from the animated, then those things need to be consistent. 
Everything yeah. else around that can be your own interpretation and do something different and more expanded upon. But if you're going to do the hair flip, that's a big iconic moment in the anime. If you're going to do the rock splash in the song and all of that, that's a big iconic. Her walking out of the ocean in that dress is a huge iconic moment. And, and it has nothing to do story-wise that would change their interpretation of the story. But they chose not to do that. So that was just kind of a disappointing thing. No, I'm not saying that as a defense of what this movie didn't do. I'm just saying that as a fact you that have I to would just go generally into these movies expect and lesser. just expect, expect less. Yes. Because I just do. Yeah. So that that that's all I was saying about that. That's I certainly expect point. less in terms of how the CG animal characters looked. I mean I will okay, say <laughs> I'll give them this. They're all acted you know, voice acted pretty well. I mean, Aquafina's doing herself no favors in just annoying more people that don't like her. Yes, I even mean, though all I've I heard... really do like her. <laughs> all I've heard is how much people hate the Scuttlebutt song. <laughs> it's kind of really annoying, but I happen to actually <laughs> like Aquafina. So like, I was Manuel, kind of into it. You did not. It's. <laughs> It's, it's it really is quite annoying. I can obviously see why it would be annoying. She's making the black black noise an awful <laughs> lot. I yeah. I understand. I just happen to like her kind of weird frantic energy. Energy, <laughs> I do. Yeah. I don't really know why, but I I do like that. Yes, but no, I thought she worked how, as a character, but she but how in particular sebastian and flounder actually looked in this movie i thought was 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 awful yeah and i think they made really it well. more particularly david diggs as sebastian i think nails it yes i mean i think um they kind of sidelined flounder a little bit more than he was in the animated to kind of do a more team up of of scuttle and sebastian yeah. um i think maybe it was because of how he looked that they just kind of said yeah, Flounder um, looks awful. Yeah, so he didn't really get a lot to do. Um, and Sebastian, I will say, Sebastian got a lot of laughs from my theater. People okay. loved I Sebastian. Mean, he was, he was quite and cool. I will also make a note that I think if your last name is Diggs, you go to the same uh, Caribbean accent school because yes. parts of David Diggs' accent was giving me Tay Diggs from uh, Stella got her crew. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, what are the odds of these two Diggs mans doing these <laughs> Caribbean accents and both of them sounding the same kind of stereotypical be, Jamaican must Diggs, man? Must be a Diggs thing. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, Diggs uh, acting school for Caribbean accents. <laughs> It is, I mean, it's very pronounced as well. Yeah, certain cadences very, of very words. Pronounced. I'm like, that sounds like Winston from How Stella Got a Groove Back. <laughs> Just slightly more than an actual natural Jamaican accent. Yes, it was very much put on. So, yeah. <laughs> But I think this, you know, it he, was, how Under he, the Sea was really well performed was, yes. by him. He, I, I, he, I, he had fun with it. People, how he delivered some of his lines, like when he's, you know, walking away, just kind of Muttering mumbling to, to himself. himself. Yeah. Yes, those got a lot of laughs. Like every time he said something or had a funny quip, my theater was laughing. So they really loved Sebastian. And I think 
out of the three, he was able to emote the best because at least he had those kinds of eyes that were. He you did. Know. I just I don't like the look of it. I, if, if, I think yeah. it's a it's a CG mess in certain parts, and I I don't love that. Yeah. I do really like the story though, and I think it's a it's a a, a better. Like I said, one of the better live action remakes. As far as Ursula goes to to close us out, I think yeah. Melissa McCarthy had a really tough job. Oh yeah. I mean Pat Carroll the, was iconic. A um, really, really tough job. And she does about the best she possibly could do. Yes, I think in the certain point she's she's going a little over the top and being a bit theatrical with, you know, sometimes you know, she kind of seems like she's doing a bit southern thing, and then she's doing like a, you know, British uh, over-exaggerated British it, thing and some kind of it, line it's delivery. It's funny you say that, because I felt she wasn't doing that enough. <laughs> yeah, she didn't really commit to it. You heard it in kind of moments, but she didn't fully commit to either one, kind of, you know, either cadence. So, You think of the gone... animated Ursula, and it's very theatrical. It's yes, very, and very consistent all the time. Yes. I think she did a good job. I, I enjoyed her. I especially love that I was really waiting for this. Uh, they're going to give her some ridiculous redemption story, especially kind of they really were more obvious yeah, no, about the, the familial relation between her and Triton, which yeah. they don't even mention in the animated film. Um, but I think later texts and things like that reveal that they are brother and sister. So the fact that they were able to bring that up and mention it, I thought they were going to like do some arc about how she was wrongfully banished and da 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 da. But no, I love that they gave her. The, no, they just the, make her a horrible yes. person. And then even at the end, like I love the the monstrous, how big and scary they give her like veins on her face and it dark look glowing eyes. It looked I'll, I'll really give scary. That credit. That I'll give finale that was was really scary, so I like that they yeah. kept the character purely just like deplorable and evil. And they added this little thing in there. I don't know if that was necessary. This extra thing on the spell that she doesn't remember that she has to kiss Eric in three days. Like I don't know if that was necessary. Like if that didn't really no. go anywhere. Um. But yeah, overall, I think she did a good job. She looked great. Um, I, she performed uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls really well. She sounded good, but again... Although like she... there was a little bit of Poor Unfortunate Souls that wasn't in there, wasn't there? Yes, the body language, which I was kind of disappointed. Um, why, because... not? How, why, why not let Melissa I... McCarthy flaunt herself? They, really, they were really kind of stepping away from... Um, I think body agency type kind of ideals. Like I think a lot of the, 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 you know, you'll have your looks, you'll have your pretty face kind of highlighting that, you know, women okay. should say, you know, those kind I, of, the, they were also, trying to veer away from that thought process of, you know, that's how you get a guy's attention is, you know, I, I launch that, yourself physically. It, and so I think that not also was, be some body positivity yes but i think that's i think that's just i'm just explaining why i think they probably changed the no, I, I get it out which was like always a disappointment to me because it was kind of this inside joke with me and my co-workers because you know my my old work it was a very kind of toxic environment and my boss kind of once told me something about how um I invoke a negative attitude with my body language. <laughs> and so then that became a thing where like, you know, when I, I would just mock her saying that to me by I doing see. body language. <laughs> like, 
you know, when people would bring that up, you better control your body language, like my friend would sarcastically say I to see. me. And then I would kind of do the aerial or the Ursula motion. So, yeah, it's such a fun part of the song and like a fun kind of move for Ursula. Um, but yeah, I, 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 so I missed it a little bit, but I think they found a way to still make the song work without it. Um, and even with Kiss yeah. the Girl, they did, they did, um, change some lyrics in that as well, where kind of like a line is kind of him just like, you know, don't say anything, just kiss her. <laughs> and so this one is like, ask her, um, to kind of, you know. <laughs> Understand. So yes, yeah, what people would call a woke, these woke changes. You know, that's actually <laughs> have any idea of what that word actually means. Yes. Um, so I mean I didn't have a problem with the changes. I, I you know, I do like the one I would would no, probably not miss really. the one I, I probably missed the most is the body language one. But either way, I, I don't think it, it like dampered anything or changed anything too drastically to be like, oh, that sucks. So. I think it's a lovely song to listen to that the Kiss the Girl song though. Yeah, I I I miss that there was more because like uh you have more voices in in the original. So I was I was no, I, I mean that. this I mean this version it, it's kind of it, it's muted. more it's, toned down. Yeah, it's more it, just W digs and yeah, it's more you like get three the steel voices. Pans come back a little bit. And yes, natural sounds and I like that. Yeah, very. It's more stripped down. It's like sweet. um kiss the girl unplugged i guess but i do think i i preferred like the the more voices and stuff that were in the original one but i don't think this one was bad i liked i liked all the songs of course scuttle but you know i liked the idea of it it's, but... a, it's a, <laughs> let you know let limp manuel miranda write another rap disney song yes and um, i do i did like the internal song that ariel had um you know yeah when she's on um when she's on land uh, i thought that was a great addition to kind of at least get a voice from her and a perspective from her while she can't speak um and just one more scene that kind of you know wasn't uh not something that i missed from the original i absolutely love the scene when she first sees eric that's like a whole big discovery scene for her because she sees the fireworks she comes out of the water she sees the ship um, so it's seeing the fireworks for the first time and then she's looking on the ship and she sees the people dancing and that's another moment of discovery for her and then she shares this sweet moment with Max where he licks her on the face yeah. and um, immediately like loves her so it's like all of these things of discovery for her and they're playing this jig song which I love the jig song and then she sees Eric so it's like all of these lead up of things that she they excite her leading to this whole thing and like teenage girl seeing your crush for the first time like I think that is a a huge relatable moment and so the fact that we didn't really get get it done in that way it was more her just kind of looking at him and they didn't really take a camera beat to like focus on how she was looking at him or like you know because I think there was of course all this whole big you know motivation of the movie to like not make it about fully about Eric and um make it yeah. about Eric uh, Ariel and her dreams but I think it's just a relatable concept to have a crush on somebody as a teenage person. I, 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 would, I would certainly think so. I mean, so don't I don't think it was going heart eyes, hands to the chin. Mm, yes. Kind Which of thing, I loved yeah. that. Like, I love that moment. But I think it was just this whole agenda to, you know, veer away from that, which I totally understand. But I just think it just, I think 
having a crush is a, a relatable thing for any teenage teenager. So I wanted to really feel that moment of her seeing him because I think they did enough around that to, to hammer the point home that it's more about the experience on land in general and not just Eric. So I think still having that scene in there, you know, would have done in the way it was done in the animated wouldn't have hurt that, that concept. So I was, I was yeah. a little bummed that we didn't get more of a, Ooh, pretty, pretty kind of, um, you know, uh, first look. Well, from, between from... both of them as the both yeah. very pretty people, like we said. Yes, yes. Um, no, I did. I I enjoyed the movie though. Um, I still don't think they need to bother making them, but y you might as well do it well if you are going to make them. So well yeah, done for and I mean, well. yes, and also just like you know having to film this movie and make it look underwater and yeah. you know how i think for having to have this weird filming um style in terms of making these people look underwater and and the special effects i think a lot of people were worried about that i think you know there were moments that didn't look great but overall for how they had to film this movie on harnesses and all these things and pretending to be underwater i think it looked great yes. scuttle also <laughs> talks underwater for a certain time Yes, they made him. Nonsense. They made him a diving bird that can dive several feet. Can't still um, can't make still can't open the mouth underwater. Okay, well, it's an it's it's based Factually, off of an... uh, naturally inaccurate. Okay, <laughs> along with the, the mermaid that he's talking that she's talking to. Yes, yes, I believe. But in they mermaids. actually changed. I do not believe birds can breathe can underwater. Um, but I think that they, uh, I saw some fun thing thing about Scuttle that the fact they changed the breed of bird. It's actually a bird that um, you puts weird things in their nests. So they okay. actually ha would have weird, like human objects in their nests, like fo forks and, and, you know. Not a fork. It's not called a fork. A dingle hopper. Thank you. Um, uh, so yeah, it, it's actually an actual bird who has weird things like, you know, artifacts and human things in their nests, typically. So they thought that would be a cool bird to, you know, be the one to show her these things and act like they know what it is. Fair point. Um, that's yes. a fair point. Yes. So I did like, overall, I enjoyed the film. Uh, of course, I shared my my grievances and they were all kind of more just like aesthetically comparable to the animated film. Yeah. Um, but the things that they expanded on, I think were great. I think Hallie Bailey, she really portrayed the curiosity and the um, strength of Ariel and um, her scenes on land were just so cute. Her, her chemistry with Eric. Um, uh, even I think they did that switch up of her being the one to drive the boat into Ursula, which it was Eric. Yeah, did they did. It in there. Yeah. Um, which I didn't hate because um, it's her story and, you know, let her let her be the hero. That's that's a cool thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I loved the additions to expand on characters and to expand on the world and the story. Um, of course, you know, like any live action, there are elements that I wish were executed a little bit better. But overall, like, Halle Bailey kind of leading this charge, leading this movie, um, really made it special for me. So, and at least the lead actor can sing. Yes, oh, <laughs> which gosh, we're so without auto tune. <laughs> Yay! Well done, Halle Bailey. You yes, yeah, sing. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> no, it's yeah. I I enjoyed it more than I more than I thought I would. To be honest, so. Yeah. Uh, there we go. That 
is our full review of the Little Mermaid live action remake. And Janine, we're going to move in to round us out to some okay. fun and games. It's not technically a game, but I want to have some fun with you today. Oh, goodness. Because okay. I just want, uh, I have in front of me every Disney Studios animated movie. Okay. Right? In order, chronological order, release order. Okay. And I just want your tiny little thoughts on every single one of them. If you haven't seen them, just say, I don't know, that sounds weird. Ooh, okay. Let's, quick, let's I it. want quick fire. Okay. One after one after one after one. Just to get yes. pure, natural thoughts. Oof, okay. Movies. And if you haven't seen them, you haven't seen them because I've not seen loads of them. Yeah, there's, there's like quite no a few shame there. <laughs> okay. There's no shame there. Okay. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Dark. Dark. Fantasia. Boring. We like Fantasia. Don't be horrible. <laughs> this is the first movie I saw in the theater, I think, actually. Um, okay. <laughs> Dumbo. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> yes. That's what I think it should. <laughs> yes, yes, that is the word for sure. Bambi. Um, sad. <laughs> Make mine music. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yes, we don't. Fun and fancy free. Yeah, no. Yes, don't. we don't know these. Yes, we don't know these. <laughs> Melody time. No. Yes, we don't know these. We don't know these. The adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Ooh, again, very dark. But I don't remember them that well. I've... Great <laughs> Disney ride, by the way. Yeah. Cinderella. Um... Magical. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. Um, weird. <laughs> weird. That's a good one. Yes, Peter Pan. Racist. <laughs> Racist. Yes, it's got an appropriate. Yes, Lady in the Tramp. Oh, uh, enjoyable. I was and racist, racist slash racist. Yes, <laughs> I'm just thinking of the bum 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 rough. You know how much I love that yes, song. Sleeping Beauty. Uh also kind of boring. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Sleeping Beauty's good. I like Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. 101 Dalmatians. Um Ooh. Covered on it's a wonderful podcast. I don't remember if it was you or if it was um, Dean. I don't know. I really, I really like 100 Dalmatians. I like the animation style and the story. Like we get to be Cruella. in. Yes, she's a great villain. Um, yes. Yeah, sketchy because <laughs> I, I like. Sketchy. You know, you you can see the lines of the animation movies. Yes, yes, you yeah, can. I always love that about that. Yes, you can. Yeah. The sword in the stone. I could skip that one. <laughs> it's weird and great and silly. And nah, I've only seen crazy. it once and I've just never. Merlin's a crotchety old bat. Aside from Robin Hood, this era of Disney was just not, and Dalmatians, this era was not for me. Well, <laughs> we've had your opinions on this next one The Jungle Book. 
Yeah, it's fine. I, 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 I've always been a massive great voice work, fan. great voice work in that, but one I always used to watch as a child The Aristocats. I've never seen The Aristocats. <sighs> Sour fur. Also oh, racist, though. Because we had also, <laughs> yes, quite a bit. Um, Robin Hood. We like Robin Hood. I love Robin we, Hood. We like yes. Robin Hood. Robin yes, Hood's it's great. a lot of fun. Yes. Um, the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Mm, it's fine. I've never really gotten into Winnie the Pooh that much. Mm, okay. The Rescuers. I never watched The Rescuers. It mm. never appealed to me. But uh, The Fox and the Hound. That's sad as well. Depressing. Yeah, very, very, very sad. <laughs> the Black Cauldron. Yeah. What like is it? it? Why is it there? The step. The the the, the, the bastard stepchild. Bastard stepchild. Yes. I always kind of write it off, but I, now that I think about, it, I don't think I've actually seen it. <laughs> okay. The Great Mouse Detective. I. Um. What? I mean, great. <laughs> Great villain, great villain, great villain voice. But other than Thank that, you. happy birthday for last for the weekend as well for Saturday, Vincent. Oh, yay! This is birthday oh. actually as we're recording this, Janine. Oh, yay! Happy birthday, and I'm Christopher Lee, and it's Peter Cushing's birthday tomorrow. Oh, that is it yesterday? So, that's so crazy. Um, yes, great villain voice work, and I don't remember anything else about them. <laughs> Why do you not like? Mouse Sherlock Holmes, yeah. uh, Oliver and Company. Um, great music. Great music, okay. Yeah, and then cool. Little Mermaid, which we we know. Yes, it's beloved, beloved. Uh, the Rescuers Down Under. We assume you haven't seen. No, seen the Rescuers, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Uh, one of the favorites. Absolutely love it. Also, Mrs. Potts, who gave you all them damn kids? Where'd all those damn kids come from? I think I it was know. Cogsworth. Um <laughs> Aladdin. Um fun. I like Aladdin. I like Aladdin. Fun. Yeah. Fun. I mean, it's counting. The Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, um, well, oh, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. I do, yes, I do like uh, great animation and uh, fun story, dark but still, um, enjoyable for everybody. <laughs> yes, The Lion King. Oh, love The Lion King. Overloved. Overloved. Yeah. Overloved. However, I do not like the Elton John version of the soundtrack. Sorry. <laughs> um, Pocahontas. I mean, <laughs> kind of racist, but um, not looking at it at something that's supposed to be historically accurate. I yes, not like not Pocahontas. equally this, not the same. No, racist characters, not a racist movie. Yes, um. I do like I Pocahontas. Pocahontas. I like the animation style, and it's it's very colorful. Okay. Colors of the wind. I like the music. Colors of the wind. The That's... Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's lower for me, but also I like how it's pretty dark, and our villain is kind of a pervert, which was like how they were just able to yes. get away with that. It's kind of funny. <laughs> 
This, um, this has now also again reminded me that we really need to do Charles Lawton's Hunchback of Notre oh, Dame. Oh, yes. Or we just do a Hunchback retrospective. <laughs> How many is there, though? This and, and, and I mean, the we can look. I think there's like there might be, there probably be another we'll have to look somewhere. into it. Charles um, Lawton is very good. Okay. Um... Yes, then the Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, my all-time favorite Disney movie. Yes, it is. We we know. That. Yes, yes. Uh, Mulan. Uh, I love my Mulan. Top. Mulan is like in my, my top five. Top. Yeah, Beauty oh, and the Beast. Great. Yes, like all the Renaissance is like are like my looming top five Disney. Tarzan. And it has a very unique animation style that looks kind of different from you know what we've seen before. Uh the music is great. Phil Collins, like you wouldn't think his vibe would work with Disney, and it's so good. Um, yes, love Tarzan. Got an in sync song and soundtrack. What what trash in the camp? It, it, it is the <laughs> best pure soundtrack. Screw yes. the Lion King. Tarzan yes. is the best pure soundtrack. Yes. Of any Disney animated movie. It really is. Um, we're, we're counting Dinosaur. Uh, I don't remember Dinosaur, really. <laughs> I always used to watch CG, Yes, wasn't that. it that weird CGI kind of yes. looking like that? <laughs> um, the Emperor's New Groove. Um, people love this movie, but I've like people only seen do. it one time, and I don't know it well. I pro- okay. It's probably one, like... Revisit. I always want to revisit because I just don't remember it well at all. Atlantis, the Lost Empire. I saw this in theaters. Also, one to revisit. I remember really liking it, but I've never really had the urge to revisit it. But I know that's also kind of a cult classic. But I remember enjoying it. And Treasure Planet. Another one I did see in theaters as well, and I don't remember. I don't remember it well. Lilo and Stitch. I love Lilo and Stitch. Yes, it's so like it's, Stitch. it's probably one of the funniest Disney movies. It's I hilarious. Think that's probably a fair point. Yes. I think yes. And, and Stitch reminds me of my dogs. So <laughs> that's, yeah, he's very bulldog like, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He is. Brother Bear. I've never seen it. Never had wanted to see it. It's one I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, just get brother bear. I imagine, I imagine this is also the case with Home on the Range. <laughs> well, oh, if dear. you go, if you go to our good friend Abby Freel's channel, we did a fun watch along with our uh, friends James range. and Teresa of Home on the Range. Oh my! And God. it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, you can check that okay. out. So, okay. a good memory comes out of that, but the movie itself is not great. Well, what about Chicken Little? <laughs> um, oh, has a character it, named it, Abby in it. Um, you're getting into trash bag territory now. Yeah, I mean, I don't really remember. I think it ended up being like aliens falling from the sky. Um, it was all right from what I remember, but I barely remember it. Not very memorable. Okay. What about Meet the Robinsons, which, yes, is actually about my family. Yes. I mean, uh, a blondish kid with glasses. I used to look like this kid. I had the hair of this kid when I was about 11. Oh, my gosh. Well, I've never... Before this movie even 
you know, it was actually about the time this movie came out. Oh my gosh! Okay, and I look have exactly those like now. Um, I didn't have the glasses. I all the time, I never I've never seen it, but I know that has this like kind of cult thing as well. So does it? Is it becoming? Is it become a cult? I kind of think so, seen? but I've I've never seen. I remember it being not great. Um, <laughs> genuinely not great. Bolt. I never saw Bolt. Never saw Bolt. That's not un- not not understandable. The princess and the frog. I love the princess obviously. and the frog. Obviously, great and music, great story. Princess. Our first Black Disney princess. Yeah, beautiful. Tangled. Love Tangled. Love so Tangled. Good. Yes, we're, yes. We're, we're back in business. Yeah, we're back <laughs> in business with those two. Um. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph is a lot of fun, really smart, clever, all the references, the look of things, the um, familiar characters, like get Zangief and like all these other <laughs> video game characters. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Frozen. Overloved. Overrated. Overrated. <laughs> Overloved. Yeah. Um we're putting Big Hero 6 in here. I liked Big Hero 6. I think it's kind of underrated. Okay. Uh, we are putting Zootopia. Or a really fun way British to... British name. Ex- no, yes. Not a using really... its British name. It's a stupid title. It's called <laughs> Zootropolis. <laughs> Why is it called Zootropolis there? What, what does that difference even do? I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, a really smart way to explain kind of discrimination and stereotypes yes. and to to children. Really smart, yes. smart way to discuss serious topics. So I really love it for that. Moana. I don't love Moana as much as How most people. Boo you! That <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> I, there when, are plenty of things Dwayne I would Johnson watch over. Wasn't be annoying. Wasn't being yeah. annoying. That, yes, that was Moana. <laughs> Had to crawl back to the family. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, do 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 do. Ralph breaks the internet. A solid sequel. Really It'd emotional, there, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got like weird other ones in. He's got all the Pixar ones now in there. I'm not doing the Pixar ones. They're separate. Okay. The Pixar. That's okay. why it's confusing me. I always forget if Coco's Pixar or just Disney. Coco is Pixar. Coco's Pixar. Coco's great. Anyway. Um, so it would be, I think, Raya and the Last Dragon. Would be the next one. Um, not bad. I enjoyed it. Not, not really super special to me, but fine. Okay. This list and a presume it doesn't end here but this list ends with Encanto uh loved Encanto love the music and so bright and colorful great story really emotional yeah great lead character great new lead character everyone loves Mirabelle so great songs so yeah yeah that's the that's the Bruno one isn't it is that the Bruno (laughs) yes yes That song was that, a crossover wonder that was on yeah, the like the pop charts. <laughs> anyway, there we go. That's the fun 
of today's yes. fun and games. Yay. All, all Janine's thoughts. Quick thoughts. On thought. Disney, yeah. On the entire history of Disney animated movies. Yes, when I love Disney, I'm a Disney adult. I will watch videos of people just having magical moments at Disneyland and like burst into tears. Like oh, it costs four thousand. Yes, like this lady did a video of her daughter going to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and like um, panning to the dresses on the shelves. This bunch of dresses is like two hundred and fifty bucks. This bunch of dresses is four hundred and fifty bucks. But the girl goes through the whole experience, and the people are so nice to her and sweet to her, make her feel so special. And then she they do the mirror, and like there's all this little glitter in the mirror, and she's like gets yes, to see herself and she's so happy it does but seeing the look on that little girl's face made me cry this morning seeing that so and this is the <laughs> unfortunate thing is everybody works at disneyland's really nice and really a really good person they just work for evil capitalism yes like the cast members are amazing <sighs> like the moment my nephew had with this okoye cast member oh, taking yes. the time to just sit with him and talk with him when he was like not really following the instructions like everybody come to this line and do these moves and he's just staring at her and then okay kids go back to your parents and he just stays there looking at her and so she takes the moment to talk to him and get to know him and then she takes his hand and walks with him and the crowd's like cheering for my nephew and it was just such a great moment and the cast members are great so like yeah like I literally said that to myself while I was watching this video I'm like Disney is this ridiculous corporation but like the magic is real ah, so yeah it's, 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 it's true I no. can't deny that I yeah. feel very much the same in terms yes. of that. Well, there we go for today's episode of Monday Madness. Janine, it is not the only show we have on the feed, of course. If you are watching, it has been scrolling down at the bottom um, all episode long. Subscribe, ding your notification bell on this YouTube channel if you are watching this in full glory format. Yes. If you are just listening, of course, you know you could also find Morgan Hasn't Seen and It's a Wonderful Podcast, the main show on this very uh, podcast feed uh, all major podcast platforms the it's a wonderful podcast feed monday wednesday and friday we have you covered with those three shows there and subscribe wherever you choose to subscribe to if you would like to uh, support us on patreon or donate in any way there are links in the description to go and do that we can't do what we do without that generous support we love all our It's a Wonderful Podcast patrons so very much. Um, so yes, there are links there if you want to join us and support that way. You can, of course, also find us on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at The Purple Dawn with a three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. On Instagram and TikTok at The Purple Dawn. All your... Uh, I was gonna say poor unfortunate souls are where, <laughs> but that would be um, that would liken you to being a squid monster, Evil. and you are not a squid monster. Well, I do have the best body language, <laughs> 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 but That's you can find all. 
that. You can find all of that at my Twitter at Janine Debean underscore or on Instagram and TikTok at Janine Debean. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows, you can find that at our Teespring shop. Just search It's a Wonderful Podcast on teespring.com or the link has been scrolling below as well or in the description. We have some really fun designs over there, some Stranger Things designs, the logos for all of our shows. So please check that out. And if you want to purchase any of my art and print form, you can find that at my Big Cartel shop, g9design.bigcartel.com. There we go. There's definitely only one thing left to do. <clears throat> Janine, Tina Turner, please. What? That is no that's where did it come from? Three, two, one. That was very good. Yes. Bye. Bye.